0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to be talking about why not to idealize your exes. And before we get to that awesome topic, I must tell you, of course, to subscribe. The most recent one is Why Your Wife Doesn't Like Your Drinking. There should be another one next. Uh, I try to do every four or five episodes, I try to make one of them paid so anyway um, why should you not idealize your ex let's jump right in because this is something many people do and you won't be surprised to figure out that men idealize their prior sexual partners that were fun and more um, uh, open and more adventurous and exploratory than their current spouse right and women idealize the more romantic partner frequently but you got to think about why you didn't end up with that person and you got to think about what that person's like now Now, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass that the woman who was, you know, having threesomes and hanging from the chandelier with you is now just as sexually repressed as your current wife. She's not you know, she probably does some more shit. Uh, However, (laughs) she has, uh, if she's in monogamy, she has profoundly slowed her role. And honestly, it's possible that she completely, she's not as repressed as your wife, if your wife's repressed, but because, you know, that's an open-mindedness variable, but she may have gone through early menopause. She may have health concerns. She may hate her husband. You know, she may hate you if she was married to you. And so she Actually, maybe having less sex than your current wife is, assuming that you're having less, you know, greater than zero. So we have no idea what the hell that person's doing. Also, we have no idea what your relationship would have looked like with that person long-term because there's a reason that they are an ex. Same thing with the romantic guy. Yes, would he be as like no feelings as the engineer or IT guy that you married? If he's, uh, you know, a poet, being the poet in residence at... at Reed College or something? No, like he's not going to have a personality transplant. But you think that his wife loves him being so romantic when she says go to the store and buy apples and he comes home with a sonnet about apples but he forgot to get the apples? No, you know, so you got to get your head out of your ass and like really stop idealizing an ex. It's no different than watching porn. It's no different than a romance novel. It has nothing to do with reality. What most people are are idealizing when they idealize an ex is their own lost youth and their own lost sense of limitless possibilities. You know, you wake up in the morning when you're young and you're like, what's going to happen today? What transformative thing may happen? What person may I meet? In what wonderful, delightful ways will the world surprise me today, (laughs) right? And like, what's that like by the time you hit like your 30s, 40s, 50s? You're like, oh, fuck, another day. What shit is gonna fall on my plate? It's like exactly the opposite. If you if if you look at your phone and there's an email, what's the chances of some shit that you want to deal with? It's like like what? Like one percent, one percent. Most most people when they see like twenty emails or two hundred emails, if you're me in their inbox, I actually have like thousands of emails. Like this drives my husband crazy, but I cannot possibly on all those emails. I don't even have the time to do that. But anyway, um, <laughs> but if you see, let's say you wake up You went to sleep. God was good. You slept the whole night through. You didn't wake up with any anxiety or any, you know, have to pee or anything. So you slept for like seven, eight hours. You wake up, you see like 50 emails. What is the feeling in your stomach? Is it joy? No, it's anxiety and irritation. So this is the reality of life. Like, I'm not saying it's all shit, but there's a fair amount of irritation that goes into being an actual adult that has lots and lots of response responsibilities. You met your ex when you were at a different phase. If they're somebody that you idealized, you didn't um, meet them when you were at this stage, probably. You probably met them in your 20s, even earlier possibly. And so you may miss that time of life a thousand times more than you miss your ex. You know, but you don't like know that. You're using your ex as a proxy variable subconsciously for an entire phase of life where you felt unfettered, where if you got an email from on AOL, (laughs) it was a good thing, you know, like, oh, wow, maybe somebody's reaching out to say something nice to me. So it, it was a whole different vibe, as my kid says. And so, you may be conflating the feeling of in love and and uh, idealization and everything with just missing being young and missing being free and flexible. So there is no person. Sure, people could be better fits for one another, but you broke up with this person for a reason. Either they broke up with you, so then they're like a the one who got away type of situation, which I've written about, Um and talked about and sometimes listen sometimes would that have been a better marriage for you yeah would it have been transformative and like so much better probably not otherwise y'all wouldn't have broken up most likely most likely there was a reason that you broke up if they broke up with you they were you know in some way disappointed upset frustrated bored by you And so that probably would have been the same now. And if you broke up with them, then there was something about them that you didn't like that probably you still wouldn't like a lot. So when you go back and you're like, oh my God, I never should have got rid of that girl. She used to go down on me all the time. My current wife acts like my penis is a cockroach yeah okay you might have a better sex life with that ex but why did it end did it end because she was irresponsible because you didn't think she was that smart because she didn't really get your jokes because she cheated on you like I mean there's like loads of reasons you know the worst situation comes when people just broke up because of circumstance. So it's like, I went to college in California, she went to college in Vermont, and we just couldn't make it work, but, you know, I, I wish that we had, and blah, blah, blah. But I'll tell you, like, why then didn't you get back together? You know, why did neither of you make it happen? There's usually a reason, and it would behoove you if you want to stay happily married, instead of fantasizing about the lost love, think, A, what am I idealizing? Am I idealizing a time in my life? Probably I am. You know, probably that was the most freewheeling and carefree that I had ever felt. And for a man, it usually goes along with feeling like strong and virile. And like, finally, like women are into you, especially this one. And with women, you know, it can really feel like you, you know, you were also the most beautiful and sought after that you ever were when you were young. And that was like a nice time of life. So you gotta think about, am I conflating this person with a time of life? Then you gotta think, why did this end? And then you gotta think, what would it be like with that person now if the things that I remember to be annoying about them were to grow and grow as things do in later life? So the person who's so romantic, if that's really all they have to to offer, that is not who you would have wanted to have children with, you know? Somebody who's like so, like has their head in, in the sky like th- their head in the clouds that is not what you would want to necessarily have settled down with or probably you would have and the girl who was like the party girl and always like down for anything would you really have wanted to marry that person would you not have found that person to be somewhat of a flibbertigibbet? gibbet you know <laughs> you could uh look that up um i mean just a flaky person probably most of you some of you know it. I don't know. I never know what anybody knows <laughs> in terms of vocabulary. But um, I was an only child. I would like just read all the time. So that, that should explain a lot about my personality. But anyway, um, the, the getting back to what we're actually talking about, um, your ex is the representative of an entire era in your existence and really should not be thought of as more than that. Except, and there's always got to be an except, right? There are some people, I mean, and this is the truth, who reconnect with an ex and they marry them and they leave their partner for them and they fall in love and are happily ever after. Could you be that person? I don't fucking know. I don't know your individual situation. You want to come in for a session, I'll tell you what I think. But the odds are low. And if you really, really, really deeply have, you are holding a candle for somebody, I entreat you to do the following. You really should research the fuck out of this person. You should see what their life is really like. Honestly, sometimes when you just Google this person and you see what they look like, assuming that you're not on social media, friends with them already, sometimes that's enough to really break the spell. You're like, Oh, I guess they're forty now. I was thinking about them as though they were still twenty-five. I guess that's just a forty-year-old, you know, whatever, a manager in a company, and it like kind of breaks the spell. But if you, so, but but what if you Google them? You see them. You're like, oh my God, she's more beautiful than she was when she was twenty. And on top of it, she's the one who got away. This, that, and the other. Next thing that you should do. Is you should legitimately work on the marriage because maybe you've been saying, oh, this marriage, it's fine. But if it was with Tracy from the past, Tiffany, whatever, then um, I, I would, you see what era I was raised, I, I was going between Stacy, Tracy, and Tiffany, um, then it would be so much better. Yeah, but you know what? Maybe your marriage actually isn't that good. Maybe it's not there's so many people who are like no my marriage is fine. I just like fantasize constantly about my ex but it's nothing to do with my marriage. My marriage is great. What are you talking about. Listen, (laughs) maybe it's time to say, oh, hey, I'm not going to be an ostrich. I'm going to admit that I have actual real-world frustrations with my marriage, and I'm finally going to go to couples counseling to address them directly. Because if you do that, then your fantasies of Tracy may go away if your actual wife is, you know, maybe more invested in the relationship. Maybe she's telling you more about why she's been cold to you over the years. Maybe you start resolving some empathic ruptures. Maybe you start being close having sex going on dates talking anything right so looking at your marriage the next thing that you should do is looking at yourself are you an idealizer are you a dangerous romantic meaning that you tend to romanticize too much to the point that it fucks you you know do you put things people ideas places careers on pedestals and then nothing is ever good enough for you because if so, then guess what? Tracy's a figment of your imagination. She's not a real person. You've put her on a pedestal, and if you were to leave your wife for her, she would fall off the pedestal within six months. So are you that kind of person that like is always chasing the next best thing, the next thing that's going to transform my life? A lot of people do this when they struggle with depression. Because instead of admitting that they're depressed, they say, no, no, my life just isn't perfect. My life isn't perfect, but if I have this next thing, the next vacation, the next... Uh, what was that, (laughs) the next job, the next uh, partner, then it would be better. It's not going to be better. Wherever you go, there you are, you know, and it's the same with partners, with jobs, with where you live, with anything. I talked about this yesterday in the podcast that I recorded about um, how you will be the same person no matter who you are married to. You may like the relationship better, but it's not going to trans it's not gonna like cure your depression for your husband to be nicer to you. It'll make your marriage better, but not your depression. But if you're somebody who's like, Oh my god, if I was with Tracy, my life would be so different. We would be living on the beach, we would be parenting differently, we would be getting away on date nights, and we would be this and that. By the way, she seems like a pretty good earner from that Google, so we would have like double the money and we would be, you know, fucking hang gliding because she was always an adventurous sort. No, like marrying Tracy would not transform your entire existence. Yeah, maybe you would be a little more happily married, but you would still be the same dude, you know, and of course, I'm just using this as an example. Women idealize men a lot too, you know, their exes. So, you know, just switch the gender there. Um, and it would not transform your entire existence. Plus, on top of it, you would have the divorce issues, the blended family issues, et cetera, et cetera. That's the next thing to think about, is what would it really look like to be with this person in reality? Because in reality, there's no time machine that I know about, and so you can't go back and make the decision to marry Tracy when you were 25. So what you're talking about is just... You have to find Tracy. You would have to convince Tracy that she was always meant to be with you. You would have to deal with her messy divorce, your messy divorce. You would have to deal with your kids saying you left mom for Tracy. Fuck that bitch. I never want to talk to her. Then you would have to deal with the fact that probably in 10 years, Tracy's going to go through menopause. <laughs> and if you listen to my podcast that, you know, like you, you only got 10 years of, of potential good sex to have with Tracy. But, you know, like seriously, like you would have to look at it real pragmatically. And there are some people who would be like, you know what, my life is still going to be devoid of meaning if I, if I do not um, contact Tracy shit. I mean, there's nothing I could tell you to stop you from contacting Tracy. And probably you already did it if you, you know, were going to do it. But it isn't probably as wonderful as you think. And it would not be transformative of your entire existence. You would still be the same person. And if you actually reach out to Tracy, that's infidelity, by the way. So you really shouldn't do that. A Google, 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 Google Fine. You Googled her. But if you're actually going to reach out Uh, no that that's actually infidelity so at that point you're putting everything on the line to reach out to tracy and really most people do not want to blow up their whole life so in that point when if you're thinking of really emailing tracy then that's when you got to get your ass into couples counseling because for the most for the large majority of people if their marriage was better and stronger they would no longer have the fantasies about the ex But if you really think that your time on this planet is going to be like less than it could be because that was your one true love, let me tell you another thing. You should not be married to the person that you're with because they don't deserve to be with somebody who's not fully there, present in mind and body. Really, you know? And so you should go to couples counseling and if necessary, end the marriage because there is some reason that you are like not fully in it with your spouse and it could be because you tend to be an idealizer and you tend to kind of you know be dramatic and fantasize or it could be because you really always should have been with Tracy and for one percent of listeners you always should have been with Tracy and you know it and it's really just a matter of time before you try it and and leave your partner and try to see if Tracy's around But do it in that order, and that order is at least honest and courageous and reflective of of what you really, who you want to be. You don't want to be the guy who's married to Jane but texting with Tracy. No. Then your kids are going to hate Tracy, by the way, one day if you actually leave for her. So, yes, I have seen it work out. I have had thousands of clients in my life, and some of them do say, Yes, either I or a parent did leave my partner, their partner, whatever, for this person they were always in love with and it worked out. Sometimes it happens, but the odds are very low. Because remember, you're also betting that Tracy's not happily married. And that's a big fucking bet. Because remember how great you think Tracy is? Well, you know, somebody else may think she's that great too. So, you know, the whole thing may be predicated on some bullshit where you're picturing that Tracy's still yearning for you and Tracy's not yearning for you. Tracy's happy. As happy as one can be with all the, uh, you know, things of life, you know, it's not like every day she's jumping up and down, but generally she loves her husband, she's happy, she would never destroy her life for anything, and she doesn't really think about you that much, if at all, so there's also that, which can be sobering to think, my god, what if Tracy doesn't even remember me, what if she passed me in the street, and she was like, oh, there's that dude, yeah, we used to have sex, (laughs) like, that's possible, too, all right, well, hopefully this gave you something to think about, and it isn't, whenever you have fantasies about other people in marriage, it's normal to fantasize about other people but if it becomes something like an obsession then you probably want to go to therapy to talk about it because the other possibility again as I said is that you're so depressed that you're holding on to this person and basically you're taking a drug it's like taking a hit of a drug every time you think about Tracy it's like you know you feel better because you it's like it's like looking at porn or a romance novel as I said it gives you a hit of dopamine but it doesn't reflect anything in the actual environment and any therapist after like a couple sessions with you would be like Oh, you're incredibly depressed and fantasizing about this obsessively, which could be a wake up call. Or it's possible they may be like, oh, it sounds like you have tremendous issues in your marriage, you know, and maybe you want to work on those first. You know, I mean, or they may say, you've never been in love with your wife, you know, (laughs) I mean, like, do you want to work on that? Like, there's so many things. I really feel like everybody ought to be in therapy. That's not just because I'm a therapist, but it's because you get like a smart person who's sitting there and is interested in figuring out the story of your life and is wholly devoted to that for that session i mean how's that bad you know i mean the more the more information the more intel is like brainstorming about your life with somebody who you're paying to do that like they're going to be invested in doing that with you and trying to figure some shit out so i mean that that's why therapy's good all right uh, hopefully you found this interesting and i will talk to y'all soon bye bye